0: Welcome to Music Talks, where we embark on musical journeys that transcend time, delving into the stories that have shaped civilizations. I'm your host, Liu Min. Today's episode began with the song, Golden Hall, performed on an ensemble of brown Bales, known as drum the term bianzhong refers to a set of bells arranged in a specific sequence, a grand percussion instrument from ancient China. Originating from China's Zhou Dynasty, which dates back to the 11th century BC, these bronze bells come in varying sizes and are suspended on an elaborate frame. When struck with T-shaped wooden mallets and elongated rods, they produce the array of musical notes. The unique pitch of each bale allows for the creation of mesmerizing melodies when played according to a musical score. In ancient Chinese royal orchestras, the status of the bianzhong was equivalent to that of the piano in its Western counterparts. Feng Zhuo Hui, Deputy Director of the Music Research Institute at the Chinese National Academy of Arts, sheds light on the significance of
1: Bianzhong.
0: Bianzhong is
1: extraordinary. Not only does it boast a unique design and musical range, but it also stands out for its size. With sets ranging from 8 to over 60 bells, Bianzhong represents more than just music. It embodies the richness of China's ceremonial culture. Discovered in
0: 1978 in the city of Suizhou, located in central China's Hubei province, the Bianzhong of Marquess Yi, or Zeng Hou Yi Bianzhong, represents the most extensive, best preserved and musically comprehensive set ever unearthed. What you just heard is a sound recording of the bianzhong of Marquis Yi, a captivating ensemble of 65 bales preserved in the Hubei Provincial Museum. This awe-inspiring assembly weighs an astonishing five tons and features three types of bales, meticulously arrayed in three tiers and eight groups. Spanning a musical range of five octaves, the set produces its lowest tone from a bell situated at the bottom of the first group. Contrastingly, the highest tone is emitted by a bell perched at the top tier of the first group. Feng Zhuohui emphasizes that the elegance of the bianzhong lies in its unique structural design.
1: 永中和紐中, These bells share a design feature known as Hwa Xing or tile joining form. This specific construction leads to a clear, ridged contour which effectively controls the vibrations. Unlike traditional rounded bells that sustain their resonance, the tones produced by the Bianzhong of Marquis Yi dissipate quickly, allowing seamless transition to the next musical note.
0: Feng adds that the most remarkable aspect of these bells is their ability to produce dual tones. Each bell emits two distinct sounds, depending on whether it is struck on its front or side. To fully appreciate this dual-tone feature, let's now listen to the primary and side tones of the bell in the top tier of the first group. For contrast, let's hear the primary and side tones from a bell located in the bottom tier. As you just heard, the pitch between these two tones can diverge by up to a musical third. Zhang Xiaoyun, the director of the Hubei Provincial Museum, underscores that this dual-tone capability demonstrates the high level of precision achieved by Chinese musical craftsmen more than 2,000 years ago.
1: Every bell actually produces two tones emitted from its front and side. And they are related by a musical interval of a third. This precision is the result of meticulous craftsmanship. You can see a lot of polishing and scraping marks on the inner wall and bottom of the bells. These are signs that the instruments were fine-tuned before they were used. Modern musicology tests show their tuning is incredibly accurate.
0: Feng Zhuohui concurs, adding that the genius of the bianzhong goes beyond mere craftsmanship. It also provides invaluable written material for the study of music history.
1: The creation of the bianzhong required a large-scale team, from the early stages of modeling and casting to mining and smelting, all the way through to final tuning. The process involved multiple disciplines and complex techniques that are still considered challenging today. The ability to produce these magnificent instruments from bronze, a metal as valuable as gold in ancient times, is a testament to their achievement. Most importantly, inscribed upon these bells are more than 3,700 characters, revealing a complete system of music theory that was previously unknown to us.
0: Prior to the discovery of the Bianzhong of Marquis Yi, many scholars posited that China's 12-tone music system was imported from the West. This finding radically altered that narrative. The bells span five octaves and include all 12 semitones, akin to a modern piano, albeit missing an octave at both ends. Revolutionizing our understanding are the over 3,700 inscriptions on these bells, which serve as an ancient treatise on music theory. This isn't just China's oldest extant text on music theory, It's the earliest known document that approaches music from a scientific perspective, testifying that China's 12-tone system has indigenous origins going back to the 11th century B.C. or earlier. The bell's casting methods and intricate engravings are nothing short of awe-inspiring. Even more remarkable is the fact that after over two millennia, these ancient bales continue to astonish us with their musical versatility. Tests have shown they're capable of producing harmonies, polyphonic melodies, and modulations, featuring deep bass, rich mid-tones, and crisp highs. They're versatile enough to perform a broad spectrum of music, both ancient and modern. Now, let us embark on a musical journey back in time with a rendition of Chu Shan performed on the original Bian bells from Marcus Yi's tomb. The Haunting Melodies takes us back over 2,000 years to ancient Chu where cultures of the Yellow and Yangtze rivers met. The music captures this blend which embodies an age-old aesthetic of harmony, opening with ethereal notes and concluding with a lasting resonance that connects us to the cosmos. This adaptation comes from the archaeologists who discovered Marquis E.'s tomb. The excavation revealed a little-known chapter of history. Among the 65 bales excavated from Marquis E.'s tomb, one stood out for its unique shape and tone. Inscriptions indicate It was cast in 433 B.C. by King Hui of Chu as a tribute to the deceased Marquis. This bell lay in the tomb alongside other bells. As mentioned earlier, Marquis Yi's tomb was discovered in 1978. His full name in Chinese, Zeng Hou Yi, comprises three distinct parts. Zeng represents the state he governed. Hou, Denotes his rank as Marquis, and Yi is his name. Based on the priceless artifacts found alongside the Bien Bells, it can be deduced that Marquis Yi was a sovereign ruler of the state of Zeng at that time. Yet, no historical records mention such a state. So who was Marquis Yi? The mystery began to unravel when historians proposed that the state of Zhong was actually the state of Sui, a contemporary realm. Historical accounts note that King Zhao of Chu once sought refuge in Sui in 506 BC and was warmly received. Some scholars speculate that the Sui king who offered this hospitality was none other than Marquis Yi's father. Despite Sui's later annexation by the expanding state of Chu, The Sui royal lineage continued to enjoy privileges as true vessels. The bell from King Hui stands as more than just a memorial. It symbolizes an enduring relationship between the two families. This theory was a subject of debate until 2014, when new tomb discoveries in Sui County confirmed that Zeng and Sui were, in fact, The same state. The unearthing of the Bianzhong of Marquis Yi is not just a milestone in musical history, but a window into a complex tapestry of relationships and identities that have been obscured by the passage of time. Whether it's a bail commissioned by the King of Chu to honor Marquis Yi, or the nuanced diplomacy between Chu and Sui, this excavation serves as a living bridge between past and present, unfurling a mesmerizing narrative of civilization. Expert Feng Hui has this
1: to say. In the Bronze Age, traditional Chinese tin-lead bronze exhibited a golden hue, hence its name, gold. This unique material served dual purposes. It was employed in the crafting of bianzhong bells as well as in the forging of weapons and chariots. As such, it stood as both a strategic resource and a symbol of national prowess. When utilized in musical instruments like bianzhong, this gold transcends its material value to become a symbol of yearning for a harmonious society, respect
0: for ritual, and a deep-rooted appreciation for music. As Feng elaborates, the bianzhong bells are deeply entwined with China's traditional Li and Yue systems. Established in the 11th century B.C. during the Zhou dynasty, Li refers to rituals that guide social order, while Yue signifies music, which emotionally unites the community. The dual role of these systems is chronicled in ancient texts like the Rites of Zhou. There, the Bianzhong Bells are described as central to key events, from religious rituals to military campaigns and state banquets. Feng Zhuohui explains that these bells were not exclusive to the elite. They also served as cultural anchors that provided a window into the social and spiritual ethos of their time.
1: These chime bells are not merely ornamental. They fulfill dual rules. While visually stunning, their sound encapsulates the aesthetic values of ancient Chinese culture. In the larger context, these bells symbolize more than musical artistry. They also represent royal authority and societal structures, capturing the essence of people's cultural aspirations and spiritual pursuits.
0: While many historical enigmas remain concealed, the ancient melodies of these bells continue to resonate with contemporary audiences. To wrap up today's episode, let's enjoy a Bianzhong rendition of the timeless classic "Colorful Clouds Chasing the Moon," whereas it is known in Mandarin, "彩云追月." Thank you for tuning in. I'm Liu Ming. The evolution of Chinese musical instruments reveals a rich cultural tapestry that continues to captivate us. Stay tuned for more fascinating insights into ancient Chinese music in future episodes of Music Talks. Until next time, goodbye.